Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Dangerous World Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Dean, and I have a very fun conversation with a fella named Ron Weed, and he's a great dude. Um, This was his first time being on a podcast, and he was a little nervous in the beginning, but, you know, I loosen him up as I tend to do, and it was was just a great, great conversation. Uh, We talk about selling your soul to the devil. We talk about numerology and gematria a little bit. He has this uh, fascinating, fascinating concept. And, you know, it adds up, literally. Um, Zero through nine, you take those numbers, you take the odd numbers, which, you know, one, three, five, seven, nine. That's masculine energy. And what's the first one? It's one that looks like a a phallus, right? It looks like a dick. Um, we, We tie this in much, much better later in the episode. Uh, zero, two, four, six, eight, zero being the first even number. Uh, zero kind of looks like a, a woman part, right? I'm not going to say which one, but, um, there's this idea of the rainbow. When you line zero, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine up, you add all these numbers up from going from the outside to inside. They all add up to nine. Um, and I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to do a a quick little video for Instagram to break this down in a more visual fashion. Um, it's interesting though, the, the thoughts that this guy brings to the table, 
he uh, claims that he had an experience with gray aliens and also reptilians. His father, uh, who was a member of the armed forces, a Navy man, um, a seaman, I think is the, the proper term. And um, very accomplished guy. Um, very, very. Um, I, I mean, and, and see, these are the things to me that are interesting. Usually I do tons and tons of research for my episodes. And this one, I simply listened and I asked questions. And I always try to bring unique listening experiences. Um, but I'm I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of selfish with some of these episodes. And I try to just learn things myself. And I learned quite a bit here. So I hope that you guys do too. Um, but I want to keep this intro very short. I'm just going to plug the Patreon as always. You know that it's patreon.com slash dangerous world podcast. Three, five, or ten dollars. You get extended versions of all of these episodes, um, including this one, about 37 other ones. Um, fun, fun stuff that we do. In this episode in particular, you're gonna get about 45 minutes extra. Um, also the website where you can buy your merch. Uh, we got dangerousworldstore.com, $17.76 for each shirt. Government is the virus shirt is a crowd pleaser. It's selling like uh, not hotcakes, but I don't know. I don't know what it's selling. It's selling good. And a lot of people like this because you make friends in the real world. Free shipping on that side as well. And uh, I feel very, very grateful to manscaped.com as well. Um, your promo code at manscaped.com if you want to trim those nuts up uh, or your face. You know, the, the razor doesn't know what it's shaving. I'll tell you that. It's, it's an intelligent razor, but it's not that smart. It doesn't know the difference between ball skin and face skin. Okay. Uh, your promo code over there is danger. If you want 20% off and free shipping. So quick plug for them. Um, but yeah, guys, Ron, uh, Ron weed here. He brings some very, very interesting information. One of the most profound things that I think he says is the idea that these elites want people to be atheists, because if you create a population of atheists, you create a population that does not think outside the box. They think that they are confined to worldly possibilities. And I'm not saying he's right or wrong. I agree with a lot of the shit that he says. You know, him and I go back and forth a little bit and we have a, a, a fun talk. Um, again, I'm not really bringing any information. This is all Ron bringing this stuff forward. He tells a story about his dad, who's a very accomplished military member, um, a hero, um, you know, and it's a, it's a touching story honestly i'm not i'm not just uh blowing smoke up the dude's skirt here he is a um you can tell that his life has been very interesting and he brought um <clears throat> he's kind of wearing his heart on his sleeve in this one man it's it's an emotional kind of thing um i'm very close with my father i can't imagine losing my father as he did um, and, uh, you know, hearing things that he did from his father and relating them to real world experiences and using his father's loss, not in a selfish manner at all, but trying to gain knowledge from that traumatic experience. And he, and, and Mr. Ron Weed has had several traumatic experiences, which you will hear about here. So, uh, we're going to get into it, guys. Thank you so much and enjoy my conversation with Mr. Ron Weed. 
So first of all, Ron, how are you doing, man? I'm really glad that we're doing this right now. Oh, I'm doing good, dude. Yeah, dude, it's going to be fun. Sounds like you got a pretty crazy story and your your family was all into this kind of stuff. It was kind of uh, something that just hand, happened out of random. You know, it's nothing I really uh, asked for. It was just, it just happens. One of those things you got to deal with. <laughs> well, and so, so I mean, what, what kind of stuff are we getting into today? Because I know there's a few things on your mind as far as like what's going on currently, but I also wanted to kind of just give the audience here a rundown about what we're going to get into, um, you know, and, and the story of your father a little bit. You know, I have experience with uh, reptilians and gray aliens. And um, my father uh, is a uh, enigmatic, I guess, a uh, uh, man. And uh, I kind of had a big fish moment at his funeral. He was a, a veteran. And uh, usually when a veteran dies, you, they get the uh, one flag uh, thing, you know. Uh, Part of the ceremony. Where, ceremony yeah uh you know for for you know in service and everything like that and uh before the funeral happened uh um the funeral lady came up to us and she was like hey they're gonna present another flag and who's it gonna go to we you know we picked our uh youngest sister nikki because she was uh in the coast guard so uh yeah and then you know it was kind of weird, but we didn't think too much, you know, cause we're all, you know, sad or whatever. And, uh, did so, he die serving? Did he die, in, you know, in combat or anything? Uh, no, he, uh, he died from, uh, lung cancer. Gotcha. Well, sorry yeah. about your loss, dude. That's tough. Uh, it's, it's, it's uh, last life, you know, he's, uh, sure. he accepted it, you know, pretty well and everything. And, uh, and but, so you got um, the second flag given to your youngest, uh, sister who was in the coast guard um mm -hmm. didn't really pay too much attention to it initially but then you started kind of uh thinking about why that was oh i mean right away because it was uh it was so weird it was you know because it did it my, the first you know they did it the ceremony and everything like that he says the words to my mom and kneels down gives her the flag and um and then uh he they turn around he took i'm sorry he turns around and goes to pick up the second flag and he walks over to my sister who's to my left uh and everything like that and he says the words to her again like on behalf of the president of the united states you know and, and the navy blah, blah blah you know and then they present the flag uh i looked at his uh collar and it was a uh eagle and a trident and that's something that's like you know unmistakable you know, and it kind of, I didn't see it at first until he was, you know, he, he did it my sister. And I was like, what? <laughs> Not only is it weird, there's like a second flag. It's like. So you're speaking, of, when you're referring to he here, who is he? The guy who was presenting the flag. Just part of the, some military official that uh, was yeah. part of your father's funeral. Mm -hmm. Part of the funeral service. Interesting. Okay. And um, so that was, I was like, wow. And, you know, that's like. It's like a big fish. I don't know if you've you ever seen that movie. Yeah. It's like, you know, he's saying, like, my dad used to always say, like, uh, oh, you'll see it. Like, you, know, you know, just giving us hard time or whatever. Oh, shit. Okay. And it was like, wow, something weird happened in this funeral. Because uh, afterwards, uh, people started coming up to me and asking me, like, like I knew what was going on. And they were like, wow, we've been to multiple uh, funerals. 
and um, uh, multiple veteran funerals where they do the flag service and there's always been one flag. So it was just kind of like it, a lot of people there were like, well, <laughs> what even happened? <laughs> yeah, that's a little interesting for sure. Because, I mean, what are, what are your thoughts right away when you start seeing that the, the normal ceremony of the funeral is kind of mm-hmm. changed for your father? Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm just curious what you guys thought and if you guys talked about it right when you left or, or what, mm-hmm. like, what kind of thoughts go through your head when protocol is kind of broken like that? Yeah, it, it, um, other people uh, people were saying it was you know they were being nice. Even my mom's asked you know her friends. Nobody seems to kind of know. <laughs> it's not, hmm. There's really no answers, and it's and it's one of those things where there's no uh, pictures, a video, or something like that. It didn't happen. But there's you know my dad's uh, was a pretty popular guy around our city. Um, he was a, a really good swim coach, and. Uh, but also, um, so there was a lot of people there, uh, uh, over a hundred people saw it, you know, so. Very interesting. And the significance of it being a swim coach is because he was in the Navy, correct? Oh yeah. He was just, uh, you know, always into swimming and stuff like that. Uh, um, he, I guess he had a rough, uh, rough childhood. Uh, okay. so he would, uh. <laughs> He would go and uh, during the summer times out of school, he would basically just live in the woods. Mm. So he kind of through that, he kind of, you know, when he he turned 17, he enlisted to the uh, Navy. And uh, oh, wow. He uh, lived in he lived in the woods as a kid when he wasn't in school. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Well, as a teenager, you know. Wow, dude. I mean, that's still weird. I mean, like not weird, but it's like it's a. That's not something that I would have done. You know what I mean? That's a tough <laughs> dude that can do that kind of thing. Yes. Uh, and that's how he was uh, into like the, he was a boy scout, you know? Oh, okay. Like that. Yeah. So uh, he would just do that. And just, he said he would just live out there, swim in the lakes, you know, party, you know, with a good life. <laughs> Interesting. Cause, cause you know, in those times, you know, there'd be, you know, instead of spankings, they'd beat the shit out of you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they were allowed to do that, dude. A lot of, a lot of our, parents generation grew up like way harder than a lot of mm-hmm. my generation and then like the young the younger generations are are fucked dude yeah they've never that's... even been like slapped or hit or anything you know what i mean it's just and that's good for people dude if you if you do something wrong you should get like a small punishment like a fucking backhand from your dad you know what i mean oh yeah 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 you know so, it's yeah. uh not so much you know but uh yeah not, not too much yeah, yeah of course yeah. uh and he's a uh, he's always, you know, had good relationships with like mafias, you know, and stuff like that. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Cause, um, not like he was in it, but, uh, you know, in the area he lived up in uh, Pennsylvania. Okay. Right, right in Pennsylvania. And, um, for instance, his, uh, one of his stories was, uh, this guy named big Al and he's, uh, the kind of guy he, this is not and- the big Al that they do in South park, big gay Al, right? No, no. Okay. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, he you got you know, you take uh, the park bench and put it outside a store and you know, nobody would do nothing about it and he'd uh walk around with wads of cash sticking out of his uh front shirt pocket. And my dad as a kid would ask him, Hey, you know, uh there's there's a lot this is a dangerous neighborhood. What are you doing walking around with that much money? And he'd he'd be like, uh, you know, this money's got insurance, kid. <laughs> oh shit. Uh you know, and he and for instance, good relations with uh, with mafia type people is because how he met this big 
I mean, big Al. <laughs> I planted that in your head, and now you're saying it. <laughs> nice. Big Al, not big gay big Al. Al. He's big straight no, big Al. Al. <laughs> big straight Al. <laughs> uh, That's awesome. Yeah. He, um, he, uh, my dad was outside, got ice cream from the shop, like one scoop. And he, you know, as a kid, walked out into, or one or two scoops and the ice cream fell off his uh, cone. So he's crying outside this guy's store and the guy comes up, yeah, what are you doing, kid? You know, Cry, you know, crying over the ice cream. So he takes my dad back in the store and, uh, you know, fills his ice cream like a big tower, you know. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> Sends him out. So he would, uh, he ended up working for the guy and like running packages and things like that. And uh, not like, you know, anything like that, but like worked at a store, like legitimately. Maybe that I'm saying too much there. <laughs> no, I mean, hey, you know, it, I, I'm just interested. I, I think that these kinds of stories are always really cool when someone leads a really interesting life and then you kind of learn how they got to that point. I think that that's mm-hmm. very, very interesting. So, like, I mean, people might think that the idea of like him this whole ice cream story doesn't have so much to do with like what we're talking about, but I, it's laying the foundation of what's, I mean, what the man oh, is yeah. becoming, you know what I mean? It's very interesting. So what is the significance of this, this, this store owner? Do you know? Um, I guess he was, uh, my, he was, uh, in the mob. I guess he ended up being like some mob boss. <laughs> oh shit. Okay. Do you know what family? Uh, no. So, but you know, I, I'm sure, you know, that's not, it probably don't matter anymore too much, but it was just, you and, know, it just, and did your dad tell you this story? Is this how you know this? Or was it a journal? Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah it, it was just, um, you know, he was just like, you know, cause he was real into mafia movies and stuff like that. And like, sure. Cause the thing is, it's like with the mafia, like, yeah, they're underhanding you and, you know, forcing you to pay extortion and stuff like that. But, you know, they go after people who hurt, you know, old people or kids. <laughs> so. Yeah. Instead of like our politicians, Hurting yeah. old people and kids, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I was thinking about that, like how, um, uh, that's, it's basically, uh, the most important thing in the world right now is, uh, the human trafficking problem. Yeah. And it's, and it's, and it's always been that way. Cause, uh, I don't know how, how early, um, did you get into like, uh, conspiracy stuff? How early I did? Um, <laughs> I mean, back in, I would say, like, eighth grade is when I really started kind of learning. Because, you know, 9-11, which just passed, we're recording this here mm-hmm. on 9-12. This episode will be kind of coming out to the world uh, the same day. But, you know, it's a very, it was a weird time because as a child, I'm sitting there and I'm wondering why these people that I've never seen so upset, like my father, like my mother. Um, my aunt and uncle were actually over, uh, I guess technically step uncle, um, which is weird to say. I don't know how, exactly how he was related, but there was, there was two grown men that were pretty distraught. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, two, two grown women that were pretty distraught too. And me and my cousin are 10 and 11 years old, I believe. And, um, just a weird vibe to that whole thing. And I didn't think much about conspiracies as a 10 year old. But then yeah. I start realizing in middle school when we learn about 9-11 mm-hmm. and I'm like, so the Saudi Arabians attacked the, the towers 
and then we go and invade Afghanistan. Why? Like, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. yeah. And then I started looking into it a little more. It's not like I, you know, was red pilled on the whole thing in eighth grade with 9-11 with, with uh, you know, building six and seven and Larry mm-hmm. Silverstein and it, Vigilant Guard and all the other weird anomalies of the whole thing. But that was when it started, was about eighth grade. And um, just started really digging in high school, dude. Found out about the Federal Reserve. Um, and I think that the first big, big one was, I mean, the, the most sexy one is the Illuminati. Everyone gets of really course, fascinated yeah. with that. <laughs> so that's when I start digging. YouTube was coming out. And it was kind of like the Wild West on YouTube. And you didn't really, there wasn't so much censorship. You could sit there and you could watch like, this is a video of Beyonce shape-shifting and it was, it might've been bullshit, but it was fascinating. And that's what, that's what kind of got me into it. But what about you, dude? I always like wondering like where this kind of shit comes from. Cause you're pretty deep into it with uh, Gamatria, especially. I always knew about like uh chi and stuff like that, you know, as a kid, cause my dad was all into like uh kung, you know, kung fu mysticism like tai tai chi and you know why isn't uh this kind of stuff talked about openly yeah you know it's kind of like mainstream scientists like keeping that stuff down but um when i was 12 years old uh i went through a uh deal with the devil type experience and um what happened is uh i uh one you know one night i guess uh, I woke up and my entire room was like a bright neon like light. It's like imagining like a spotlight is at the window and it's just like illuminating like the whole room. Like the whole room is like, you know, like got some high end beam on it or something like that. You know, it's like a white light or blue light, red. Uh, it was gr- it was green, green. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have mm-hmm. some theories on that and stuff too. And it was uh. So I woke up and uh, I didn't really think anything at first. Like, uh, you know, I was like, oh, I don't know what's going on. It must be construction work outside or something. I don't know. Right. I'm tired. I just want to go back to sleep. So yeah, (laughs) I I close my eyes and I kind of try to go back to sleep, you know, but then the light uh, starts pulsing. Like, and I'm like, and I kind of get upset and I get out of bed and I'm like, what's going on? You know, like I'm, I'm, you know, like, this is this is weird and everything and I and I see my uh my older brother and my younger brother were in the room with me. It was there was I was the top bunk, my older brother was the bottom bunk, and my youngest brother was uh an, in a bed across by the window or the light, you know? And um so I uh I'm yelling at them like, Hey guys, you know, blah blah blah. But they but they're uh they're just not responding and they kind of look like they were like frozen, like, you know, I don't know, like, like stasis mode types. I don't know how, you know, you know, they were just kind of like frozen in time in a weird way. Like, and you know, like, and, uh, so now I'm just not, I'm like, what's going on, you know? And I go to the window to the blind and, uh, I, as soon as I put my fingers on the blinds and go, you know, to go see what's going on outside, uh, I get like, kind of like a jump scare in my mind <laughs> of a uh, little gray alien. Like what, what would you, you know, exactly what, what you would think it would look like, you know, like a, you know, gray alien, but like kind of, you know, and it was looking at me uh, and it, you know, I guess looking at me through the blind. So immediately then 
I, uh, I fainted. I fell on my butt. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I was, yeah. you know, I, I, like a sheep, you know, or something. I just locked up. I was like, whoa. <laughs> wow. That's it. So are you saying that you saw this in your mind and you knew that, or you, you physically saw this? Uh, no, it was in my like a jump scare. I, I didn't, I never pulled the blinds down. It was like, as soon as I touched the blind, it was like, pow, like in my mind, like, uh, so it's almost like you're alien. either seeing like in the future or you're seeing an alternate reality. Cause if you didn't pull the blinds down, you wouldn't be able to see what was outside. So you're literally just seeing this like in your mind's eye. And, and that kind of comes in when I see an, an actual reptilian, I didn't see like what people say the Dracos are. I guess because I didn't make the deal or whatever, but I saw a uh, when I saw the reptilian. Um, so when I fell down, right, I locked up. I fell down, and uh, and I get up, and now I'm like realizing, like, holy shit, you know, <laughs> yeah. like this isn't like this isn't right. Something this isn't like this isn't like normal, you know. Like everyone says the dream, but I was like, it, it was like I won't even thinking anything like you know it's like like normal's day like i just gotta you know and then uh so i'm i'm thinking okay i'm gonna run upstairs and get my dad you know get him like you know beat up some martians i guess like uh mm-hmm. mars attack style <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh i was like i was just too scared you know like run or flight and i was just i just froze and it's the most terrified i've ever been in my entire life and it's like affected me throughout my life like uh, my roommates can attest to like I I used to sleep with like the lights on sometimes you know because I it just I'd, I have you know it messed with me but recently I I got it but um so I'm just standing there and I'm trying to figure out what to do and all of a sudden I start like getting like communication you know and I'm, I'm scared so I don't remember exactly like every words and stuff but uh um it uh it started, you know, kind of like telling me that, uh, don't worry, you know, this is, you're actually lucky. You know what I mean? Like, this is like, you know, this is, uh, you know, we got you, we got you type energy, you know what I mean? It was telling me, uh, you know, that it basically all I had to do was go with them and that they would, uh, guide me. They would help me, um, through life and become rich and powerful and stuff like that you know oh shit uh, i think i know where you're going with this dude keep going though this is fascinating and uh so i'm like okay you know because i I, yeah you know i was like oh yeah okay wow you know kind of like i I was never uh, lucky throughout my life like even as a kid i would i would never get lucky with things so to me i was like wow awesome and everything and uh so i'm like okay let's go i'm right i'm like Mm. I'm not gonna lie, I'm being real, you know. Like, let's go, let's get, give me some uh give, give me the give me the way, you know. But they were like, Oh, but first you gotta make a decision. And then the room kind of stretches out, you know, and everything like that, all like you're tripping and stuff like that. And uh I got where they were going with that, you know, because I had my one brother on one side of the room, my my other brother on the other side of the room, they were like uh choose a brother you know basically choose a brother to sacrifice yeah and as a 12 year old you understood that this was like not the move yeah yeah well like it um what it was is uh 
you know, just being real in that moment, I was like, well, my one brother is diabetic. And, and uh, so uh, I had flashes and they're they showing me, they were like really driving on that, they're, you know, because they're like, go, it's like. Uh, they I wanted to I, kill the diabetic one because it's like this kid, this kid's going to be yeah. like more, more of a burden on your family and blah, 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 mm-hmm. and that kind of shit. Yeah, it was. Uh, mm. And I think this goes with like Neuralink kind of stuff, you know, how the communications and stuff like that goes. Uh, oh, like so they I were talking kind of, to you like through telepathy yeah yeah, it was it was all uh telepathic and it was like like kind of how that would go is like you're still visual but then you're getting like these flashes you in your mind you can kind of like dive into so they were just like you know kind of like how they show you in the grinch i uh i saw like myself like doing good things for people like i got a lot of money i'm helping people and blah 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 Except they kind of point the note like when I go to like a, a gathering, like my brother's not there, you know, oh, wow. and uh, and I and I snapped out of the vision, you know, and uh, I was like, uh, my my life isn't more valuable than his, you know. So that's when they kind of uh, got got you know they stopped being all charming, kind of got uh, upset. Oh, but um, they they said. Uh, you know, why are you doing this and stuff like that? And, and, uh, they're like, um, you know, think of all the things like that. And I think that's how they get some of these people. They preach it off as good. Like think of all the good you can do, blah, blah, blah. It's just, you know, like kind of like one of those big decisions, one life or however many life type things, you know, I said, uh, this isn't good. This isn't what God would want and blah, blah, blah. And they said, uh, where's God? They're like, was like, what, why isn't God here? Why isn't God? telling you anything and stuff like that blah, blah blah what is god like that you know kind of like putting god down to, and then they go uh maybe you were god you know oh shit and uh i can see how maybe pe- people if, if they've gone through this experience like i did they would have been like wow you guys are god because look what you're doing you know wow yeah that's true there is no god you know oh you guys are the real god like maybe that's how they get these pe- uh people to worship them and stuff like that, you know, cause they're well, showing so, you. Yeah. What made you think that, like, how did you realize this as a kid? Because you mentioned, which is fascinating. It's pretty noble of you to not do, to not make the sacrifice uh, or not sacrifice one of your brothers. Um, despite as in your own words, you said that you didn't really have the greatest childhood. You pretty, pretty unlucky throughout your life and, and all this stuff. How did you realize that this wasn't, a force that was trying to actually genuinely help you did you just feel it that that moment because i mean when of they course said kill, yeah, okay yeah yeah <laughs> it's like what makes sense <laughs> <laughs> and uh so and then um when i finally uh said that to them and i was like uh i was uh i was like you're not god you know i kind of screamed you know i was like you're not god uh I saw like what would look like a, a galaxy or a Milky Way type thing. And it was uh, spinning one way and it was like a red orange color and it was like spinning one way. And then all of a sudden it starts spinning the uh, other way and it turns to like a dark purple kind of color. And, uh, and then it, it was weird because it, it, uh, even though it doesn't have a face or nothing like that, it's just like this galaxy thing. Uh, it, felt like it was smiling at me like it was like i got a good feeling i'm protected now and i was like okay these 
these things aren't, can't really mess with me, you know, that's why, you know, I was thinking, so I'm like, Oh, I don't care. I'm, and, and at the same time, like it sounds like normal, but I was freaking out the whole time, you know, like I'm in like shock. I don't, I don't, I don't want to go through this. It's like a trauma thing. And, uh, so, uh, I get back in my bed, I come back in my bed and I'm like, I- I'm just going to sleep, you know, and, and I'll, I'll just wake up and everything will be normal and, and stuff like that, you know, or, and I was also saying like, I'm losing my mind or whatever. This is just a dream and things like that. You know, I'm, I'm trying to cope with it in a, in a weird way, you know? So I get back in my bed and, uh, get laid down and I close my eyes and, you know, try to go back to sleep and stuff. And all of a sudden I get another feeling and I'm in the top bunk. So I, I wake up and I look, look back. Cause I was like, I'm not, you know, at first I was like, I'm not going to open my eyes, but I opened my eyes and I looked and, uh, uh, I saw a reptilian thing walk in through the door and then kind of like, like a soldier kind of like turn left, like real, like robotically and just like stare at me from like the foot of my bed. And, uh, when I'm, it was like the holograph thing, like earlier with the mind's eye. I could, it was, I could both tell it wasn't there and that I could, and at the same time, see it in perfect detail. You know, it was like, um, it was like transparent, you know? Um, Interesting. And what did you feel like inside? Like you say, you got a feeling was just like sadness or, or or uh, just like, 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 you know, like a senses, you know, like, I guess like I could just like, I don't know. It was just like, uh, like you could you tell know, something was watching you. Yeah. But yeah. Like that creepy feeling, you know? Yeah. 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 Everyone's and, felt that dude. Yeah. It's very interesting that, that you actually could see something though. Oh yeah. Well, this thing, uh, when it came in, um, what it looks like is like, if you go online, you type in like a reptile alien, you know, yeah, yeah. it's kind of, it's, it's basically like what you would think, like a humanoid looking reptile person, like a lizard person type. Yeah. Type like, thing. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it's teeth because it kind of it smirked at me because it was like come on kid what are you doing you know blah 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 and uh like join us yeah yes yeah smirked and kind of like it kind of was like amused at the same time you know like you're one of you're one of these type you know (laughs) interesting and and it was um so uh what it looked like its teeth were like shark teeth i could see that they were like like our teeth but they were like tiny shark teeth and uh looking so uh but that's the thing like um i could see it and not see it at the same time you know that was that's the weird thing about it but yeah it was a reptile yeah and uh so what i did and i and i know people was like how could you go just go back to sleep i was like what else am i gonna do (laughs) when like you said it's a one of those feelings where I think a lot of people feel this where they, they feel that something's in the room with them and they, they get a little scared, but for whatever mm-hmm. reason, and I want to get back to your dad, which you started this whole thing off with a little bit. Um, not necessarily right now, whenever, you know, you wrap up this, this mm-hmm. portion of this, because I, I think that there's something in your genetics that makes it possible for you to actually possibly see into other dimensions. I don't know enough about this kind of stuff to really like say definitively why, um, because again, everyone has felt that feeling like, you know, you're not alone. Um, oh, yeah. If you've ever been walking around at night or, uh, you know, you're a little on edge and you're trying to go to sleep 
and you just have this weird feeling like someone's looking at you. You know, there's that weird, I think it's a Beatles song uh, mm-hmm. talking about that. But I think that there's got to be something with genetics. I mean, you know, I don't know if you, if your brothers uh, or your sister have felt that um, same kind of thing. And then also experienced something that, that they felt was more physical, but yeah, dude, no, that's, it's a weird, weird idea to think that like, it makes me think when I have that feeling, I wonder if yeah. there is some entity that's actually there, but it's in another dimension. I just don't have the ability to see it. Mm-hmm. It's um, I don't, I don't, I don't know why. I mean, but uh, yeah, I looked into my uh, the ancestry thing, and um, I guess I found out uh, my uh, grandfather and uh, great grandfather were Freemasons. Yeah, that kind of goes into the story in a little bit, but uh, uh, yeah, we'll get it? to that in a second. I want, I wanted you to finish this up. I just um, thought it was very interesting that I feel like it's very genetic. Oh yeah, and and. Uh, I've read too, you know, they, that's why, um, in, uh, in this one book, uh, terminal list by Jack Carr, uh, about the one scene where he's like, you're kind of using like your sixth sense, you know, like he, instead of, uh, just going for what you see, you, you know, a good hunter, you know, good it, as I guess from, uh, our, our times when we had to survive out in the wild, we have to build up those kind of senses, you know, like well, the, the yeah. way the, you know, the, the way the air moved a little differently, you know, the way the light flickered a little, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's transgenerational trauma or transgenerational knowledge. Um, I mean, there's all kinds of different books and, and movies even on this kind of stuff. Uh, Jay-Z, I, I, you know, kind of funny enough, he talks about that in a song um, where like, you know, it, like the, the black people that are alive today, they have that, that mentality a little bit, of like the, mm-hmm. the slave mentality in a sense. I'm not saying that black people still feel like they're slaves today and they really shouldn't. I think that that's yeah. actually kind of uh, it's kind of offensive when, when these younger black folks that are growing up, when things have never been better for, for black folks in, you know, mm-hmm. it, throughout history. And they're trying to compare their little struggles today of the same that, that their ancestors went through. That's pretty fucked up in my opinion. Um, yeah, oh Yeah. But they they have that that sense because you're you're literally created from these memories that your ancestors had, and so am I. So is everyone alive. Mm-hmm. So there is something to be said about what exactly what you're saying right here. So yeah, dude. Sorry, keep going. It, this is just really interesting to me. I've never really kind of dove into this kind of stuff. Oh, I just um, I basically just was like, okay, that's it. I'm not opening my eyes anymore. <laughs> I just curled up into a little ball, you know. Yeah, and I'm like dang, I want this to be like over with, you know? And um, the other things I remembered from it were uh, as I was doing that, not because the alien, it's like, because um, that's when you're communing with the telepathy, you can't uh, even, I was trying to hide my own thoughts and stuff like that, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, when you're communicating like that, you can't hide anything. So it's, it's like an open book. You know, you got like, uh, uh, you can't even, and then that's a weird feeling is to not, you have to speak from your heart. And I, and, and, you know, I don't know if you know about the chakra type stuff. A little bit do, but not as much as I wish. I actually just bought the, uh, Tibetan book of the dead. I know that that doesn't really get in the chakras a mm-hmm. whole lot that I, I don't know if it does or not, but, um, yeah, I don't know much about that whole Eastern, uh, 
kind of religious aspect? Like uh, heart is uh, the green, like the uh, green color and the little okay. chakra stuff is the, is the heart. And uh, when you think about a heart, earth, it's like an anagram, you know? Yeah, I just, uh, but also when I was laying there, that's what it was, I forgot. Uh, it I could tell there was like humans. I kept getting like visions of like humans, kind of like, like I've seen like the Apollo movies or like the, you know, where they're all like sitting there looking at monitors and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I kept getting like visions of that. So I remembered that later on and I thought maybe what happened is it wasn't really, you know, maybe it could, this could have been like Project Bluebeam testing or something like that on me. Really? I don't know, or, may, or maybe they are monitoring it. Some I just, I, for some reason, I, I kept getting that. Like when I was like laying there trying to go back to sleep, kept getting like humans, like kind of like, and it made me think uh, later on when I was thinking about the stuff again, uh, Wizard of Oz, how at the end of the movie, it's, uh, or you find out it's just some dude behind a curtain controlling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that movie's a fucking trip, dude. I need to watch that again with my current mindset. Yeah. And, uh, so, um, yeah. And then, um, it just kept, you know, and, and, it, and it messed me up in my life because I had, I started having a fear of uh, good things happening to me. That's what, like, whenever stuff would start going good, I'd remember like, you know, these aliens like telling me, uh, you know, or, you know, we're always gonna, you know, you're never going to be nothing, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, it's like verbal, a lot of verbal abuse from them. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder, uh, do you, do you possibly entertain the idea that this could have been something more physical, like something more real? um, Oh yeah. Um, Yeah, go ahead. So I I don't really know what happens after that part because I didn't end up making the deal, but I'm guessing, uh, you know, most other people, you know, or I was also thinking maybe this is how they uh, kidnap like slaves for like the whole Mars slave trade type thing, you know? Mars slave trade. What is this? Yeah, uh, I guess I've heard uh, people before saying like there's like, uh, you know, a lot of abductions and, you know, how there's all these people going missing and stuff like that. They're being like kidnapped and like uh, taken, uh, you know, slave traded across like different, uh, you know, colonies and stuff like that. Mars and so like interplanetary slave trades. Yeah. (laughs) Wow, dude. I've never heard that, honestly, but I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me, honestly. Nothing would right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, that's fucking nuts. So you think that? So there's there's a few options here. There's blue beam, which you didn't know mm-hmm. what blue beam was as a twelve year old. I'm assuming not at the time. Yeah. So blue beam is option A. Uh, option B would be this is uh, an actual alien force uh, coming to slave trade you, um, mm-hmm. whether it be you know intergalactic or interplanetary or just here on Earth. Right. I mean, these are options. Yeah. Or I would say C could be like a mind control thing. These could have been people doing this. Um, that's what I was going to ask you, referring to the whole real aspect. Like if this was a more physical thing and oh, there's, yeah, some, yeah. there's some sort of underlying trauma. And I'm not a psychologist. I got to just uh, say that. And I'm not trying to be right now. I just think that um, that would be something that I think a lot of people would say that are more anti-conspiracy or whatever you want to call it um they would say like you know you suffered some trauma that night and you're remembering it this way or the fourth option which you know i think that this is the one that you lean towards and and correct me if i'm wrong but these were some sort of demonic entities 
um, mm. that were disguising themselves in a way that your brain could realize what it was. And they wanted you to sacrifice one of your brothers to make a deal because of some bloodline that you are a part of. Uh, you're essentially kind of a chosen one in that aspect. But since yeah. you bailed on it, uh, they kind of turn their back on you, but it seems like your life's going okay now. So, I mean, yeah, correct me on anything, any of that that I'm wrong about. Yeah, it's like, uh, like, um, so I, I didn't really like, you know, w- when I woke up right after the whole experience, it was like one of those things I just kind of like, oh shit, I'm still alive, <laughs> you mm. know, like, and I, and it was daytime, and uh, so my family and everything they're in the kitchen, and I get up and I run in there. Oh, you know, oh, this happened to me. Blah blah blah. I had to reptilian alien trying to you know uh make a deal with the devil thing with me right and uh oh you're just having a dream it was just a bad dream so for me it was like a feeling of like isolation and that's why i'm even though i'm coming on here and saying this kind of stuff because i was like i know i'm not crazy i know what i went through you know and it's like uh i you know if i just for oh yeah i'm i'm crazy for this happening to me then then for the rest of my life i'm i'm a robot i'm just going to pretend like this kind of event just never happened just so i could fit into society <laughs> so yeah. i i was like no i'm never going to forget about this like this happened to me and it's even, even though it messed me up but um you know i well uh, it's not like you can't fit yeah. into society acknowledging that this shit happened yeah, yeah, because everyone's just going to think you're just crazy when you say this kind of stuff. But except I know for us, of, except yeah, for us yeah. in this community. <laughs> yeah, I know a lot of people who have who told me crazy paranormal stuff, and then when you bring it up again in front of like other people, they'll pretend like it never happened. You know, and oh, I noticed yeah, that when like, I was a kid. Yeah. You know? That's like one of those freaking friends that's like really nice to you, and it's just you and him, and he's like a popular mm-hmm. kid. And then, like when you're, when you're in front of a bunch of people, he's like making fun of you and like throwing shit at you and stuff. It's yeah, exactly yeah. like that, dude. So it's like you know, telling this kind of stuff makes you know isolates you. It makes you feel like you kind of you know. I just kind of had to accept it, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, and bury it, bury it. And uh, so I just don't really think about it, you know, too much. Like I mean, I do, you know. And it was uh, the other weird thing. It was a few days before I hit like puberty. I don't know, that's kind of. I know it's kind of weird, Sam, but in the occult aspect of it, you know, I was like how they are, how they're weird for their sacrifices and yeah, stuff. Yeah, maybe yeah. they're, maybe they're going to sacrifice me. <laughs> Shit, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe you yeah. kind of had to like, it was a, like an underhanded way of like getting permission that there was a sacrifice allowed. And instead of mm-hmm. sacrificing your diabetic brother, they were going to sacrifice you. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. You know, I, cause I'm only looking from a victim's perspective, you know? Sure. And, uh, and maybe they were trying to turn you into a predator, dude. Were you were you ever like picked on as a kid or like kind of like um, I don't want to use the term like beta, but were you like a, a type that would get picked on or that would? Uh... Oh, no, I'm a I'm a I'm a fighter. I'm, I was like, a, I kind of had anger issues. I was like a short temper kind of dude, you know? <laughs> well, that could feed into it, too. You know what I mean? Yeah, the, I went straight to like the the predator versus prey thing. But like, you know, the idea of a prey type situation where you always hear about like these great exorcism movies. And I understand that they're movies, but art imitates life in a major, major way. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. So you see like in a lot of these exorcism movies, it's like the most innocent little girl or the most innocent boy. It's never like some fucking little kid that kills animals or any of that stuff. Yeah. You know, so that's why I thought that, but yeah, obviously if you have uh, rage issues, 
wrath is one of those deadly sins. Maybe they were coming after you because of that. Um, but I find it interesting, dude. I do want to get back to your dad though, man, because I felt oh, like yeah. we left that kind of uh, open, but um, this is, a, it's a perfect spot because as I'm thinking here, this is genetic. Do you tend to agree with that? Or do you think that this was a random thing? Um, poss- possibly, uh, cause I do, uh, I did ans- my ancestry.com thing and it said I'm, uh, 9% Jewish, which, <laughs> which kind of go like European Jewish, I guess. And, okay. uh, I guess that, you know, and, um, my, uh, I guess the story was, uh, one of the grandfathers or something like that. He was a Jewish guy coming over to America and I guess they wouldn't let back in the day, they were kind of like a racist said against Jews. You know, no. real bad up. When? So, uh, I guess like, um, well, he, I'm just kidding, know. dude. They were raised, they're still racist to Jews. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. But, uh, <laughs> uh, he, they wouldn't let him off the boat or something like that unless he said he was a Catholic. So he basically like stayed on the boat and like starved for weeks before. Oh, it wow. just, like, so yeah. instead of folding, he was just like, no, fuck you. I am, I'm going to stand behind my faith. Yeah. And then he, uh, but then he, um, you know, got out and I guess, uh, started working on you know got got with uh started working with the irish on the railroads and stuff like that okay but um yeah and uh so i don't i don't I, i'm um but with him uh every, everyone else just was like oh that's just a dream and blah 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 but what you know my dad uh shortly after that you know we were hanging out getting pizza or something like that and uh in the parking lot he's like tell me tell me your story he's like let me know what happened so i explained it to him and stuff like that and he's like that's good that's good you know blah blah blah. and uh um he started telling me like yeah i I believe in that stuff you know i believe in aliens and things like that and he uh he told me this one story he had one time uh where they were uh watching over some base you know and um there's a guy like 200 meters behind him or something like that you know like they're kind of like spread out like that and they're watching this base and all of a sudden he said he saw a ufo like a giant spacecraft <laughs> to, you know lift off from the base or whatever like and just fly off and uh the dude that was behind him was like hey man did you see that did you see that and he's like i didn't see anything you know because he knew that their uh headsets were being like monitored too you know they're always listening to what they're talking about mm-hmm. so <laughs> So he's like, I didn't see nothing. I didn't see nothing. And then he said, uh, shortly after that, um, some dudes in suits, you know, sat them down and talked to him about it. You know, what'd you see and stuff like that. Are we talking men in black type shit? Yeah. And he's like telling, he's like, he told it like the guys, he's like, Hey man, y'all didn't see nothing. He's on me. (laughs) Wow. And and to clarify your, your father was, was Navy, right? Uh, yeah, he was in the Navy. He was, um, Naval intelligence. yeah, he was a corpsman cor- uh, when he first uh, jo- joined, uh, uh, enlisted at seventeen, and he went uh, he went in Vietnam uh, as a corpsman. So uh, he, you know, he saw a lot of gruesome things. You know, he told me about, and um, he's actually a, a Silver Star recipient. Wow! And I, okay. oh, yeah, I wanted to bring that up, like about the two flag thing. You know, yeah, he's yeah. not like the kind of guy that's like showing off you know who he is and blah blah blah. he don't care about you know he was like a super humble guy you know and uh the the two flag thing 
you know, I don't want to, you know, cause I know that's upsetting to people. Cause what, what's that about? You know, like you're, you have a loved one and everything like that. Who's a veteran. Why didn't they get two flags, you know, type weird, you know, type thing like that. So that goes back with the two flag thing. And, but he was the kind of guy, like he didn't even want his silver star. He said, cause he said for him to get that a lot of people had to die and uh, you know, and things like that. And he's like, um, he didn't really want it because of that weird feeling, but he said he's going to receive, receive, uh, be, you know, receive it in their honor, you know, for the ones that didn't get to make it back. Mm. So he's like, you know, he was a very, uh, humble person. And, um, but he, uh, so he passed away recently and, um, on his, uh, you know, you know, I was kind of like hanging out, taking care of him and stuff like that. So we were just chit-chatting. I was bringing up my alien story with him. <laughs> uh, and uh, he ended up telling me another one of his that he kind of just forgot about uh, because he didn't want my uh, mom to think he was crazy. And, uh, you know, leave him. <laughs> you, yeah. know, you know, so uh, he said he woke up one night and um, he... Uh, Heard a noise because he he woke up, heard a noise, uh, got up uh, to, you know, check what it was. And then he said right when he was getting near the door, he he looked over in the corner of the room and saw a uh, great alien standing in the corner of the room, just like what you would think they look like. And um, uh, uh, then he said he uh, like kind of like passed out or something like that and ended up like waking up like right away type thing like and he was like oh that's just a weird dream or something like that you know what i mean kind of like you yeah yeah oh that's just a weird dream oh i don't know you know what that was all about then he goes into the kitchen my younger brother uh you know he's kind of like uh only old enough to kind of talk a little bit you know Mm -hmm. he doesn't remember this but uh he walks in there to the kitchen and my younger brother goes hey dad i was with you last night and my dad looks down and I'm like, what do you, what did you say? <laughs> you know, cause he just had that weird dream. He said, I was, I was with you last night. My dad said, uh, where? And he said, my little brother pointed up to, you know, towards the air and said there. And, mm-hmm. uh, my dad was just shocked. He was like, I can't believe this. Cause it's like something, you know, your kid is sitting there telling you you were abducted or something like that. And you had this weird dream thing with the uh, alien and, and it kind of connected into real life like the next morning did you guys have a two-story house i think this happened uh when we were living it was a uh one story like um, oh okay yeah yes yeah okay. yeah it's a different different house than uh, uh my experience gotcha okay and um so uh he said he just forgot about that experience because he you know he didn't want my mom to think he was crazy yeah yeah sure well sure but, yeah <laughs> but he brought it up to me and then um one time you know could um you know uh you know i don't know if it's the morphine and stuff like that you know from uh fighting cancer but i walked by him and he yeah. goes, he just like grabs him he's like he's like ron ron um he says uh, i was taken to the moon i'm like what <laughs> wow. and uh he goes um 
um, yeah, he's like, they, they, they took me up there and they gave me a tour and it's, and, and it's just like that with the aliens and the humans walking around, just working together. And who's they, the, the grays? Um, no, he said just, uh, I think it was just some people or something like that. And so yeah, the gray, yeah. the gray incident, like you said, he forgot about, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to clarify this for myself. So he, oh, I'm sorry. He was told to forget about, or he told himself to just forget about the gray incident so yeah. that your mother didn't get upset about it or think he was a nut. And yeah. then on a separate occasion, these people gave mm-hmm. him a tour on the moon for uh, whatever this, reason. But this happened on his deathbed while he was yeah, on yeah. his deathbed. And I guess um, I was like, well, well, were you walking? And he was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? And, uh, you know, I don't know if this just is from the morphine, the story and stuff, but sure. he would like, but there's other stories with him, but um uh he says that they uh took um took him up there but before he had before he got to go up there he said he had to watch a bunch of like videos about like different things like customs and stuff like that you know and then they took him uh took him up there and he said it's just like like on the back of the moon it's just like a base it's like a city and everything like that and he said they kind of like went in inside of it and he just like they just walked walked him around and showed him things but the one thing he was you know because he's he's on his deathbed and you know you know know, who knows if this is just you know from the thing but he was telling me he's like the cool thing um he thought was he was walking by and he said there's a guy like looking down his little tablet thing doing whatever and uh like two big like aliens like white i guess he was he was trying he was describing the tall white grays you know tall white aliens he said they just were walking by uh, doing whatever they were doing he said he said it was just cr- crazy to see the guy like it was nothing to him you know like he sees that every day like he sees aliens walking around like all the time it ain't no it ain't no big deal to him <laughs> mm. and for my dad seeing like all these aliens and things like that walking around like some men in black type looking stuff he's like wow this is like but he said that he th- he was expressing that to me about how you you know how crazy he thought that was you know like this guy's been there done that he's already seen all these aliens it ain't no thing to him you know <laughs> yeah and so and and you know you acknowledge the fact that it's a possibility that this was just a morphine trip but uh if it was not a morphine trip you, what you're saying is that uh your dad who is bedridden um mm-hmm. essentially on his deathbed correct yeah he was taken while he was sick up to the moon they i guess they must have done something did some healed him up uh, yeah get you know made him able to walk again because he was uh in a wheelchair towards the end of his life yeah yeah and then took him back to his deathbed to pass away and he did he die shortly after telling you the story uh a few days later wow man yeah that's fucking intense dude yeah and, and there's another thing like with him uh we got back from going out to eat and, you know, he was, he was like a super tough guy. So even though he's, he had MS and everything like that, he was stage four cancer. He's, oh, uh, I had to pee. So I was like, Oh, I'm gonna go inside his bathroom. You, you got this dad. He's like, Oh yeah, I got this. You know, I pulled his chair up for him and everything like that. And so I ran in there real quick and I came back out. And, uh, when I walked up to him, he had this like look of shock on his face. And I'm like, what? And he's like, he, and he started telling me he took him for a second, but he's like, um when he got in the car the truck he he tripped and started to fall 
and he's you know if he would have hit that ground and fell he'd probably died right there you know and, uh, mm. maybe but uh uh i um he said as he was starting to fall he said he felt like a force grab him and like pull him back onto his chair like really hard oh, that's, and stuff like that's that cool. that's and he cool. turns he turns around because he thought it was me and he turns around there's nothing there and he's like freaked out because he said when he was thinking it was me looking around, nothing's there. He said, I, I walk back out. He sees me walking out towards him, <laughs> you know? Wow. That's so. fucking nuts, dude. If you don't mind me asking, man, how, uh, how old was your father when he ended up passing away? Just to kind of paint the picture. Um, I'm super bad with days, <laughs> but uh, I think he was 65. 65. Okay. Yeah. He was, um, he, he, uh, suffered a, a spine injury or something or it was just from just one day he just had uh, he had to go to the hospital i guess he got shocked and i used to joke with him oh that's probably because you pissed some people back off in your military days and he's like probably and we were talking about like direct energy weapons maybe they'd like zap them or something like that try to take them use use a do on him or something like that but he yeah. lived through it and um we would joke like that. And, uh, um, so, uh, but, um, yeah, he's, he was a super fit, you know, kind of guy. Like we would go to the, uh, gym, gym with him and he'd be, uh, he's only like five, eight, 180, 90 pounds, but he would max out all the weight machines <laughs> really? like for X for his reps, you know, for, uh, and everything like that. And, um, you know, and uh, one time, you know, with the pool cleaning business, he had a pool cleaning business and everything. And um, uh, one of one of the guys whose house we cleaned was a uh, Green Beret colonel. And I guess he knew my dad from the Vietnam days. So while I'm cleaning his pool, him and my dad are like chatting and stuff that, you know, they knew and stu- each other and stuff in the pool, too. And uh, he was like, yeah, your dad was, you know, was a heck of a guy back in the Vietnam days type of thing, you know. And with that, you know, just kind of like bragging about my dad and stuff. And uh, I even got to see uh, Black Hawk Down uh, before it got released in theaters. To oh, the public. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. He knew, yeah, he knew some people there. So they gave him uh, three tickets, me and uh, my older brother and me uh, went and saw it. And uh, it was pretty cool because, you know, we're, I'm just a civilian, you know, some little brat, little kid. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm in there with all these, you know, dangerous looking guys and stuff. And uh, some hard motherfuckers. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, whenever there was action going, there's bullets flying over their head. They're like cheering like, yeah. yeah. And uh, that's dope. And uh, I was like thinking like, wow, these guys, <laughs> these guys are crazy. Like, what are they, you know, they think that's cool. And, uh, but the, the serious part stuck in though, at the end of the movie, I guess, you know, cause they were there and they're involved and they knew the people and stuff like that. Um, you know, they're all huddled up, you know, crying and I'm seeing these big, scary looking guys kind of like having a moment crying, you know, and stuff like mm-hmm. that, comforting each, comforting each other. My dad's just like, just walk out, you know, just walk out, don't look, you know, and stuff like that. And I remember, uh, we were in a car leaving. And he goes, so what do you think about that? You know, uh, you're going to join the military, you know, and stuff like that. And I was like, uh, <laughs> I don't do that. And he's like, well, you got to, you know, you got to be the support guy, you know, you're not going to go in there and be one of these kind of, you know, cause he was kind of like, maybe like, 
let me let me show you know because i used to brag oh yeah you know and all that kind of stuff because you watch the movies you play the video games but i got to see the effects of it in real time you know like yeah the heart the hardship at the end you know that's the stuff people don't really see you see all the yeah. cool stuff you don't really see the uh so i was like you know i'm big on uh supporting the troops and and it's a it's a regret i never joined but uh me too man you know, yeah i'm always going to be there i'm you know be the uh you know militia to protect you know what they fought for you know the home front yeah dude home front yeah so i wanted to get into this really interesting uh gamatrio type stuff the numerology that you've been sending me oh, yeah. um, one thing that i had never heard that that you showed me was that odd numbers are masculine and even numbers are uh feminine and it makes mm-hmm. sense if you look at it first of all you've got that binary code where it's all ones and zeros um, yep. which ties right into that i'm assuming but then mm-hmm. you know on a more crude level but maybe not so so crude at all is a one kind of looks like a penis right (laughs) and a zero kind of looks like a vagina so i mean it makes a lot of sense that those are the first two um Mm -hmm. out of out of all the things but then you have the one three five seven and nine which are masculine obviously because they're odd and then Mm -hmm. zero two four six eight um are feminine and the whole idea with the Star of David and all this stuff. But I want to start wherever you want to, because this this is stuff that I hadn't heard. And how did you learn about this? Um, well, uh, you know, this is a, a few years after my deal with the devil experience. And uh, so I'm just in high school one day and uh, one of my classmates um, just, you know, hey, let me sh- you know show you something cool or whatever, you know uh you know and he uh started writing the number thing down he said uh um you know yeah the way we explain the universe is with those digits that's how that's our expression that's like you know we use those symbols to describe um the known physical universe and you know how it all you know applies within and um so he uh stretched the numbers out Zero, zero to nine. Uh, he added zero in there. Zero, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And he said, um, you know, you got to look within. Uh, you know, you got to break it down. Kingdom, God's within. So he, uh, like a rainbow, you t- go from like zero to nine, from uh, one to eight. I mean, uh, wait, I, uh, yeah. Zero to nine, uh, one to eight. Uh, two to seven and so on down to the middle mm. and it creates uh five nines so that can be you know that's like god god is within uh so um from there uh adam comes from god and we think like at adam or atom you know like the atom yeah like uh, atomic yeah mm-hmm. it, and that comes from god so that's well, everybody, that was the free portion of my conversation with Ron Weed. Uh, fun, fun dude. Very, very nice guy and brave for talking about his story and his experiences. Head on over to patreon.com slash dangerous world podcast and you'll see the rest of the stuff that we talked about. We get into Gamatria and uh, some of this crazy numerological stuff that he uh, kind of found out by mistake.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old school greats and new school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.